have you been doing? I've been okay. You've been okay? So how long has it been since we've spoken or talked or even discussed anything personal? Um, feels like it's been a while. How long would you? Maybe 30 days. 30 days? Since right? the last session, right? So what's transpired since that 30 days? Well, I feel like I've had a, quite a few interesting dreams and I haven't been sleeping that well because of them. So would you say that they are interfering with your sleep? Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, only if you're comfortable, if you want to share. Sure. Which should I share like the last dream that I had or whichever one you're comfortable sharing. So, so last night I had this interesting dream and I'm going to do my best to describe it. Um, because sometimes I feel like dreams are a different reality, but the feelings are so vivid and like what I see and feel is so vivid. So I'll do my best to describe it, but can I have Mr. Cuddles before? Oh, do you need Mr. Cuddles? Will it help? Yeah. Okay. Now we have a rule though, but you got to take good care of them. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So right i feel better already so you ready i'm ready okay. so i was at the dealership the car dealership and it wasn't just me i had like some family members were there kind of some random people were there that are like friends overall it felt like there was like eight people with me and i was like driving around and in and through the dealership just trying to get serviced and I felt like I was there for hours and so I was I was getting a little frustrated with that and I felt like I was holding up the entire everybody that was with me so I started to feel like remorseful and I felt like I felt very bad that I dragged all those people in there and next thing you know like someone told me that my neighbor was holding a gun to my dad and so that was probably the part that stood out the most to me but I guess I don't really understand it was very random but I felt very fearful mm -hmm. so would you say you were afraid for your life I wasn't afraid for my life I was afraid for more so like my family's life mm -hmm. and how many would you say in total with you probably like eight people so yeah. if i were to count the people that i remember there was one two three there's six people but i felt like there was more okay so when you first felt that can you just describe to me that feeling when you were in that zone of you saw that there was a certain gun or that you were maybe in a position of vulnerability can you describe that exact moment, that feeling? Well, it felt like it was very fearful, mm -hmm. but it also felt like somehow, some way it was my fault because I feel like I had family that was with me. And somehow it was weird because my dad was with me in my dream too. But then I was like, how could the neighbor hold a gun at him when I felt like he was with me? Mm -hmm. So I felt fear, but I also felt like 
it was my fault for the situation mm -hmm. of how everything happened. Mm -hmm. So if I were to share this with you, is it okay that we be completely open, transparent? Yeah. Will that be okay? Yeah. So the majority of people on this planet, when they grow up, they never learn how to deal with feelings. Parents tell you, suppress it. School tells you, suppress it. Work tells you, don't have it, right? Mm -hmm. And so what you're experiencing when you, sh when you share about the violence, when you share that you were going through the dealership or going through a place and everyone was with you, it's almost like when you navigate life. When you navigate life, you're going through them, you're going with them, you're using their help, they're using your help. Everyone's together on a journey. That's why you chose each other to become a family. Mm -hmm. But when you, for instance, don't follow through with everything you know you're supposed to do, what, what are your results like? They suffer. Suffer. When your family knows after having a call with me, they know what to do and they don't follow through with what they're supposed to, what happens? They have, I don't know, but it's not good. <laughs> I don't know how, how they necessarily feel, but nothing, it's not good because they know that they should be making those changes, but they're not. Because everybody wants results, but who's willing to do what it takes to get them? And so when you talk about the violent part, inside of you, it's almost resisting the next chapter. It's like the next door that you want to open cannot be open because you're still stuck with where everybody else is at. And so the violence will step in because it's almost as if you want to get there inside of you wants to fight to get to that next door, to open that next door. But you're too much in, how do we say, the comfort area where the family is because you think that's so important or you think that that's where you need to belong to. Mm. And when we talk about violence, it doesn't always have to mean that you're a violent person. It just means that something inside of you is resistant and conflicting. And that's why you have to be very cautious when you interpret dreams or when someone tells you their dream because so many people have helped claim that they read dreams they understand dreams they interpret dreams so i asked them one simple question do you do it just out of a book or do you do it by understanding the person and most of them have preset archetypes as to if you dream of say a butterfly this is what's going to happen you dream of a tiger this is what's going to happen and what people don't realize is every time someone has a dream you have to basically connect to where that person had that dream so that you can experience what that person's experience and to understand them to know what that butterfly meant or to understand what the tiger meant in that exact situation because not every time you see a butterfly a tiger or something else does it mean that it's the same for every single person right right that's like saying you're going to drive to this location everyone's coming from different angles and different roads and different streets but what if someone saw a butterfly on their way and someone saw a tiger does that mean that someone who saw the tiger is going to have better fortune than someone who saw the butterfly or vice versa? doesn't mean that. Right. And so that's why we have to be very cautious not to put where we dream into a box because mm -hmm. we read a book or someone, we took a weekend course or, you know what I mean? Because yeah. not until you learn to connect to yourself can you learn to connect to someone else. And not until we learn to make those changes and have that clarity can we bring that for someone else. And so for you, my advice would be to find that clarity with you because if you're going to stay stuck where your family is then things will get a little harder for you things will get more resistant fortune will be more resistant to show up right in front of you do you understand 
But if you allow yourself and push yourself and grow and grow and finally get to that door and open that door, then the confliction that you have inside of you can go away. But if you take longer to open that door and get to that door and see what's on the other side, and you just want to stay running the, the loop in the dealership, like you said, with your family, mm -hmm. it'd be very difficult because once you stay there for too long, it becomes like limbo and you no longer know how to leave. Okay, so I have some questions. So that's why I trust you sharing my dreams more than anybody else, because I know that you can understand like where I'm coming from and understand like what I'm feeling in it. So that's first. Number two, so when you say it's interesting because the first dream I had last night, there was violence as well. Mm -hmm. And basically people were trying to rob me and someone set it up. Mm -hmm. And then at a later part in the dream, like there was somebody had it having a gun on them, like walking on the sidewalk. And I was with myself and like a few ladies. And like, I felt like my first instinct was to run, but then I was like, I can't because I have to make sure they're okay. So I got them first into the house. And then that was basically the dream, but there was more of that violence in there yeah and the longer we stay in our so-called safe zone safe area and we know where we need to go to open the next chapter of our life or where we know where we need to actually be but we don't do that and we resist that and we go against that and we do everything just to stay in the safe area it becomes more and more conflicting inside because inside knows what it should be doing but everything you do in your daily life is robbing it from happening Mm -hmm. I feel like I've done that a lot this year. Mm -hmm. And so now that let's say you are going to a different chapter, different door, whatever you want to use, it is up to you now to get there. It is up to you now to open the door. It's up to you now to walk through it. No one can do it for you. And for a lot of people, they expect to press a button and someone else always does something for them. But remember what we said? It's always about the effort. Mm -hmm. And so you have to put that effort and effort and effort and it's called persistence so that you can finally get to the door, open it and walk through it. But the longer you stay where you are in your safe area and you don't want to go to that door, the more inside of you will look to give you messages, if you will. So when you talk about like my family and the comfort zone, what what could I do to better that? Are you saying to make some leaps to basically go after like my vision and mm -hmm. just jump and that's can... so i've always told you i always jump mm -hmm. right and i never look back but when before i jump i make sure that it's the smart decision that's the right decision that it's it's gonna have the most amount of potential mm -hmm. and then you jump and one of the things most people don't realize is when they have a family, they become blinded, which means like just because they share the same bloodline, that they're bonded, that they're stuck, that they're together. But the issue is most people don't know how to love from a distance or love from a different area or love from a little space. And so that's where they get in trouble. So let's say your mom says, you know, I want you home for hair and you just want to be the mama's boy and you just show up all the time. Of course, you love and care for her. Mm -hmm. But you have to know where you draw that line so that it doesn't interfere with what you're growing, what you're doing, what you're planting, 
what you're harvesting. Do you understand? Mm-hmm. And so many people allow the noise from family, friends, relatives, what it may be, to interfere with their vision, and it becomes static. So think of it like a signal. When you have the exact radio station signal, you get the clearest reception. Mm-hmm. You can hear everything. But what happens when you just change the dial one, two, three, four, five? Whatever? Fuzzy, like uh, Mr. Cuddles. Right? <laughs> and it gets fuzzier and fuzzier, right? Yeah. And then the connection is weaker and weaker. And so it doesn't mean that you have to switch your dial from what you are now with your family, but you have to make sure that their interference doesn't interfere with the signal that you have for what you want in your life. Because too many people do that. They say, I want this, I want to do that, I'm going to do this. And then so much interference gets in the way of that signal, and then the signal is no longer heard or felt. And like we said, limbo, right? Mm -hmm. You stay in there for too long, you get lost, you forget how to get back out. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so you have to make the choice now. Do you want to stay stuck with all the noise and the static and the fuzziness? Or do you want to continue to grow? Make sure you have that signal strong that nothing interferes with it. Yeah, I definitely want to grow. Right? But the only way to grow is to jump. So what if, I guess for, for some of the listeners, like what if they want to jump, but they like me, I feel like I have something. Mm-hmm. And I have people to jump with. Mm-hmm. What if you don't have something to jump for or people to jump with? That's why so many people waste time on useless conversations. P- picture this. You go into Starbucks. What are they talking about? Last night's game. Yeah. Who did what to who? Who's with who? Like gossip, 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 or what's in, right? And we call that water cooler talk. But how much of that talk is going to bring value to the world? None. Are you planting better seeds? Are you growing a business plan? Are you, you know, acting on that business plan? Are you harvesting after that business plan? Like, show where, where's that cycle? Do you understand? Mm-hmm. And so a lot of people who are listening to this need to develop those relationships that they can have those conversations, smarter, stronger, stronger bonds, where when you decide that this is what you want to do with your life, you have people who are willing to go do it with you. But remember, sometimes in life, though, we have to do it first mm-hmm. before the re- everybody else follows. Jeff Bezos, everyone thought he was crazy for just selling books online. He's like, no, I will do that, and I will do it better than anybody else. Mm-hmm. Sells everything now. Now everybody wants a job. Mm-hmm. Who's hiring? Right? Right. And so we have to jump first. We have to blaze that path. And we have to make sure that when we do it, that we never ever lose belief in what we are creating. Of course, it requires some discipline. Of course, it requires some realistic boundaries. But once you build those and you have that vision, go after it. But you have to continue to make those connections, 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 because that's the difference between getting you from here to where you want to be. Always the connection. The signal has to be received, right? Right. So... I guess based on where I was at in my last session to this session, is there anything else that I need to focus on other than making sure that I commit to to jumping? Oh, when you jump, describe to me how you jump because this is different for everybody. Describe how you jump. Let's say you're playing ball. 
how would you jump? Describe what does that feeling feel like? Well, how do you envision that? Walk us through that process. I envision it like a hundred percent focus mm-hmm. on a specific target and when you jump like there's no distractions mm-hmm. nothing gets in the way mm-hmm. but you just have one one focus and okay you go towards that so for all the people who play professionally and it requires them to jump in whatever sport it may be do you think they're looking at the floor saying where am i going to land is it safe you know what, let's run some tests to see if I can land over here. If I jump with this much more effort, am I going to land even further? Do you see them doing that and bring out a calculator and pie charts and graph? And what do they do? I mean, if you're on defense, you're just jumping to block the ball mm-hmm. or play defense. But mm-hmm. like, that's your focus. Mm-hmm. If you're on offense, mm-hmm. you're jumping to, to mm-hmm. shoot the ball or to dunk it. Like you're just... It's very simple. Your focus is either score or defend. Okay. So when you're in the motion now of jumping from, okay, it's over here. I'm going to jump. Walk us through that process. Um, so what, like, for me, I guess, I just put all my effort into going to where I need to be in order to make the play. So you can say that now. But when you're behind your computer or at home comfortable with somebody known as family, why don't you do that? Because I guess there's a lack of urgency. See, when energy moves, it moves with momentum. So you already believe that in order to win, it required you to maybe jump. Mm -hmm. You jump. You don't know the outcome. You don't know if it's going to be a winning result. You don't know if you're going to get it or someone's going to outjump you. You don't know any of those things, but you still give your effort. And then you learn. You're like, okay, this guy can jump higher than me. Well, maybe I need to jump a little earlier. Maybe I need to time it a little better. Maybe I need to put a little more effort. But when you're at home and you're doing things from a more analytical point of view, what happens? Do you jump? No. What do you do? Make excuses. Oh, that's what most people do. They don't jump. Mm -hmm. They're so busy making excuses, analyzing, overanalyzing, overthinking, overthinking, and no more action, no more movement. And then the energy stops. Mm -hmm. You understand? Yeah, I understand. It's like in the game. People watch the game for action, right? Do they just watch it because they want to watch people just stand there and say hi and shake hands? It's the action, right? And so for us, if we want to get better in life, we have to get off our behind and do something Mm -hmm. productive, right? And not until you get into that habit of making sure you're producing, producing, producing. Most people who are not producers or used to creating things or producing things They get very lazy very fast. And you look at a lot of youth in today's world, extremely lazy. And so you have to make sure you don't fall into that trap. You have to say, you know what? No, I'm going to stay moving. I'm going to do something every moment of my life to get better, learn, get better, experience, get better. Jump. That's clear. 
Well, I feel like I have a lot of clarity after this session mm -hmm. and I always walk away a better person. So thank you. So Mike, what about to all these people? What are they missing out on? Well, they're missing out on not only Mr. Cuddles, but they're missing out on the clarity. So I'm, I'm fortunate enough to be able to sit in the chair and, and be with you in person. But I know for the people that can't, you can do it on, on video, on a call. Yeah. So if that interests you, email us. Yeah, reach out to us. Like. We will uh, have something in the, in the description. And be sure to, to like and subscribe. Let us know if you think Mr. Cuddles is cute on a scale of 1 to 10, how cute. And, um, you know, maybe we could have more people get this type of clarity. And uh, especially you. So the best thing is you can do it on a call with Herman and and get that clarity. Thank you. Thank you. Like and subscribe. Down below. <laughs> <laughs>